0: Grace be unto you, and peace. Number 210823, A Year with the Church Fathers. Ill-gutten gains make wicked gifts. Can you buy repentance with the fruits of your sin? No, says Commodianus. God rejects gifts that come from the proceeds of your sin and injustice. Why do you senselessly pretend to be good by the wound of another? Because of what you give, another is weeping every day. Do you think the Lord does not see these things from heaven? One gives gifts so that he may impoverish another. Or, if you have lent on usury at 24%, you want to give to charity to purge yourself of the evil with what is itself evil. The Almighty completely rejects works like these. You have given what you have squeezed out of another's tears. The borrower, pressed down with his debts and grown poor, mourns his loss. You have created an opportunity for the enemy. Now your enemy is the people. Once holy, you have become wicked for a price. Then you want to atone yourself out of your lucre. Wicked one, you are fooling yourself, but no one else. Commodianus instruction 65. In God's in God's presence, please consider in work and business do I always deal honestly and justly? Is there anything I need to put right before my offering will be acceptable to God? Closing prayer. Lord, as you accepted the wisdoms two coins, accept my offerings and let me exchange these temporal things for the things that belong to eternity, the things of earth for the things of heaven. Thomas Merton A kind of death. Love demands a complete inner transformation. For without this we cannot possibly come to identify ourselves with our brother we have to become, in some sense, the person we love. And this involves a kind of death of our own being, our own self. No matter how hard we try, we resist this death. We fight back with anger, with recriminations, with demands, with ultimatums. We seek any convenient excuse to break off and give up the difficult task, the wisdom of the desert. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 19, verses 16 through 21. A young man approached Jesus and said, Teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? He answered him, Why do you ask me about the good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He asked, Which ones? And Jesus replied, You shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All of these things I have observed, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this statement, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. The Meditation of the Day, Rich with the Goodness of God. The times have indeed greatly changed, but as we have more than once repeated, nothing is changed in the life of the Church. From her divine founder, she has inherited the virtue of being able to supply at all times, however much they may differ, all that is required not only for the spiritual welfare of souls, which is the direct object of her mission, but also everything that aids progress in true civilization, for this follows as a natural consequence of that same mission. For it cannot but be that the truths of the supernatural order, of which the church is the depository, Promote also everything that is true good and beautiful in the order of nature, and thus the more officiously in proportion as these truths are traced to the supreme principle of all truth, goodness, and beauty, which is God. Since our moral discipline, the Divine Redeemer proposes as our supreme model of perfection His Heavenly Father, that is the divine goodness itself, Who can fail to see the mighty impulse thence occurring to the ever more perfect observance of the natural law, inscribed in our hearts, and consequently to the greater welfare of the individual, the family, and universal society? The ferocity of the barbarians was thus transformed to gentleness. Woman was freed from subjection. Slavery was repressed. Order was restored. Justice was recognized, the true liberty of souls was proclaimed, and social and domestic peace assured. Finally, the arts modeled on the supreme exemplar of all beauty, which is God himself, from whom is derived all the beauty to be found in nature, are more securely withdrawn from vulgar concepts and more officiously rise towards the ideal, which is the life of all art. And how fruitful of good has been the principle of employing them in the service of divine worship and of offering to the Lord everything that is deemed to be worthy of Him by reason of its riches, its goodness, its elegance of form. The whole human race fed on this sublime ideal raises magnificent templates and here in the house of God, as in our own house, lifts up its heart to heavenly things in the midst of the treasures of all beautiful art with the majesty of liturgical ceremony and to the accompaniment of the sweetest of song. Golden Nuggets Instruction Book Golden Nugget Number 1 Inspired by Hebrews Chapter 12, verse 1 By perseverance the snail reached the ark. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by Psalms, verses fifty three, number one. The worst moment for the atheist is when he is really thankful and has nobody to thank. Only a fool would say to himself, There is no God. Golden Nugget number three Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 23. It is possible to be too big for God to use you, but never too small for God to use you. A man's pride brings him low, but a man of lowly spirit gains honor. Chesterson Day by Day There is more simplicity in the man who eats caviar on impulse then in the man who eats grape nuts on principle. Heretics Reflection magnanimous forgiveness of slanderers and prayers for them are characteristic of Christian saints. These do not ascribe the slanders against themselves to men, but rather to demons, the main instigators of every slander as well as every sin in general. Saint Abram was slandered by the envious to the prince of the bishop as a deceiver, magician, and hypocrite. The slanderers sought nothing less than to have him burned. The prince and the bishop believed the slanderers, and Abraham was banished and forbidden to exercise his priestly functions." During the entire time of his investigation and trial, Abraham repeated the prayer of St. Stephen, the first martyr, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Acts chapter 7, verse 60. Later, it was proven that all the accusers against Abraham had lied. The infuriated prince wanted to severely punish the slanderers, and the bishop wanted to excommunicate them from the church. But the holy Abraham fell on his knees before the bishop and tearfully begged him to forgive them. Abraham did not want to return to his monastery or to exercise his newly restored priestly functions until his slanderers were shown mercy and released. Bible quotes that you should know before it's too late. May the God of hope fill you will all joy and peace in faith so that you overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit.